0: in free bets if either team hits a three in any nba playoff game visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions 21 years of age or older to wager washington dc only new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700
2: Let's cue some good music. Let's play some... All right, and we are live right here through C2CRadioShow.com and live. Ah, hell with it. We'll do it live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Quarter to Corner Wrestling Radio. We're live through C2CRadioShow.com, live through Spreaker.com, and all points in between. The triple threat is complete at the very beginning of the show. All three of us are here. I'm Stan Grubb, tag team partners going from right to left. If you could see it, you would say this. Rob Hefner. I thought for a second he was just like, what? <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Jeez. And over to the my left is Brian Taylor. What's up, Brian? I was like, damn, Rob's Rob's serious from the get-go. He ain't got no time for no nonsense. Uh, It's a Wrestling Tuesday. It seems kind of weird to say that, but it is indeed a Wrestling Tuesday. Guys, we are talking about everything. Everything from this past week. NXT Halloween Havoc is happening right now. We already have new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions as Toxic Attraction uh, won the Fatal 4-Way, I think that it was supposed to be Um, and the reason I say it that way is because the stipulations for that match changed like four or five times before we got to tonight so I'm not actually clear on how that match ended I just know we have new tag champs congratulations to Priscilla Kelly and JC Jane I do not know what their NXT names are because I just don't watch enough NXT to really care (laughs) but what's that? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Braun Breaker. <laughs> You're not going to call him Braun Breaker? <laughs> It's Braun Breakaker! <laughs> Who spells something with two Ks? That's what I want to know. Because like, one isn't strong enough. Uh, at least they didn't. We did get lucky, though. They didn't put three in there because they don't want that PR nightmare. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't. So, guys, how has your week been? How has wrestling treated you? I mean, gosh, we've had a lot to choose from the past few days. We've had uh, NXT's... No, not NXT. We've had Crown Jewel on Thursday. We also had, uh, let's see, last week's Crown Jewel was uh, XPW for Dark Side of the Ring which was insanity. We had uh, Rampage on Friday night and Dynamite on Saturday, SmackDown's Aftermath and season premiere. I mean, hey, what did you think of last week's wrestling? Didn't watch Crown Jewel, didn't watch SmackDown. You know, it actually was. Crown Jewel was not bad. Um, Yeah, there could have been some things that they did differently. I wouldn't have minded seeing, um, you know, a few things changed up a little bit. But all all in all, for the first time, first off, Goldberg had a great performance against Bobby Lashley. I think a lot of that goes to Bobby Lashley for making him look like a million bucks. Um, But probably his most solid effort... uh, I'll say in two decades, and that's being generous. Shh, shh, stop with the logic, shh. <laughs> uh, that's right, impact's bound for glory. Again, I, <laughs> with the amount of wrestling we now have at our fingertips, at our disposal, it is kind of tough to keep track of it all. If only there was a, a calendar. If only there was a way we could keep track of all of these things. A calendar. A wrestling calendar. That'd be actually super awesome if like we had that app on our phone that just said, hey, what's on the what's on the horizon for wrestling? Well, we're fortunate. We're blessed with having Shane who keeps us informed every Thursday. It's a banger of a week in wrestling this weekend. Literally, that's every week for him, though. (laughs) Who says I won't? Yeah, but because you said bobblehead, he's probably only going to put WWE events on it. So there's a huge marketplace ready to be exposed. Rob, you had you, you you saw the wrestling of the week. I mean, come on, man. What would you think overall? How'd it treat you? He's floored. He's floored. Always leave him one more. That's what I say. <laughs> cricket, cricket, cricket. <laughs> Did we lose him? Uh he he might have us muted. He might he might be handling business. You know, he's a very busy man, Rob is. Would it have made him feel better if I called it blood money? <laughs> Do you... Mm-hmm. Talk to me about it. Why do you feel like you wish you would have remembered it? It honestly did. Um, From the inspiration debuting to um to Mickey James having a standout performance which hey kudos to her Mickey James is 42 years old i think and still just putting on banner performances in the ring uh, not that that should be surprising anybody anymore now because professional wrestling is all about uh finding the well rob rob chimes in to cut me at the knees okay thank you sir appreciate that uh no sir no 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 uh no I, I would never say that about her. Actually, what I was saying was quite the opposite, that we shouldn't be surprised because wrestling is literally like the fountain of youth for. Uh, no. <laughs> How about no? I mean, you know, it's, uh, why, why has it got to be like that? I mean, they, you know, where, where Kiana and I were looking at getting married was actually just down the street from their farm. (laughs) Hey. Hey. You remember, I was looking at trying to get a wrestling ring onto the premises to see if we could put on a show. Yeah, it really did. We, we tried so hard to find ways to, to invent and be you know creative, and unfortunately, COVID just stuck it right to everybody. Yep, and then midgets and horses if, if Mr. DeVore was involved. <laughs> oh, Mr. Fuji's racist salt. That's what I was going to get thrown. <laughs> Thank you, Edge of Christian, for letting us steal that. <laughs> that that's not true. Um, I have... Mended fences with all potential enemies and, you know, nobody is angry at me anymore. No, really. Nobody's angry at me because they're not allowed to be. Quit trying to say that stuff. I'm trying to spread fake news, Rob. Nobody's mad at me. Never. Never. <laughs> nobody about me me eat up. Damn dryer. Damn you, dryer! Mmm. That's not a good thing. I thought it was just a a car squealing out of control on its way to you. Jesus... We just took a dark, dark turn here, celebrating Halloween Havoc all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Spin the wheel, mother <laughs> Uh So, l- I wanted to go in order. I figured, you know, last week we talked about... Uh, we, ha- we had our topical discussions, and this week I figured, you know, we had so much th- th- stuff happening. So I figured we would just kind of break it down. Uh, starting with... Uh, xpw on dark side of the ring um now brian i know that you and i towards the end of this season will do a full rundown but you chimed in like immediately as soon as the episode was done that another crazy episode of dark side of the ring tell me what was it that surprised you the most was it the casting calls being done at the same time shows are being filmed or was it something else Mhm. Mhm. I don't remember ever hearing about Messiah getting his finger cut off. Like, I remember the... Because, see, back then it was WoW Magazine that you would see most of the primary coverage, and then PWI still had XPW. But XPW was, like... It was literally picking up where ECW left off. So it was almost, like, infomercial style. And then suddenly you'd see images that were just unholy. Like, I believe Messiah gets uh, uh, crucified by barbed wire. And I remember... The incident where the the guy got smashed in the head by a chair, multiple times, where they had him handcuffed. I didn't. I never knew that it was actually payback for not putting his hands up. But, I mean the 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 wrestling action I remember from XPW was so sporadic, because the only time you ever really heard about it was when somebody talked about, honestly, when somebody talked about like Lizzie Borden, or um, who was the other guy? Supreme. People would talk about Supreme, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's the XPW people. But I never really paid much attention to it. I do remember, though, them making it to national news when he was being investigated. That was apparently a lot bigger than than I ever thought.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Mhm.
0: Yeah.
3: Mhm.
2: right well and that's that's just it it's it's all it's going to be cult following for like the next six months because of everything we've now learned
0: is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink (laughs) of course it is but good luck leaving with just a drink it's more than a drink it's a Mickey D's drink.
1: And right now, a small Minute Maid slushy is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. It's the simple things that are oh so marvelous. With rich, creamy, non-dairy Planet Oat milk, like coffee, The first cup mixed with a little Planet Oat? That's pretty marvelous. Or Planet Oat in a bowl of cereal? Sharing a laugh on Saturday morning. (laughs) But don't forget about Mom's Planet Oat mac and cheese. It's so ooey-gooey. Yep, there's so many moments that are more marvelous with Planet Oat. Rich, creamy, non-dairy oat milk. Oh, what a planet.
2: About Rob Black. And if it wasn't maybe six, eight months ago? where we heard that Rob Black had, like, transitioned. But even that, we find out from uh, one of the guys that, that now works with us, uh, c 2 Fabe, that apparently that was a practical joke that somebody played. That it wasn't actually him actually posting that on Facebook.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. hmm That was probably the craziest part is is thinking about all of the different things that happened with just overall wrestling. And, I mean, we've seen – when you look at the, the ECW, Urban Wrestling Federation, where literally somebody gets capped into one of their storylines, um, I mean – there was only so much room for this kind of stuff to happen, like what you would expect. Like this was before CZW was what we know. Um, and then now GCW, Game Changer. Because we didn't know about Nick Gage back then. We didn't have any idea that it could ever be anything. We just knew what Japan showed us and Onita. So to have all of these things take place was just like, wow, that's, that's heavy duty. Well, yeah, I mean that's what you almost expected to see. I mean the the borderline between between porn and wrestling for XPW was such a thin, almost invisible line, because I mean we heard if you remember in ECW's heyday, Beulah and thank you, Kamona Kamona Wanalea, yeah. Yeah, I just I couldn't remember her name. <laughs> I was trying to. I wanted to say it right. So you had Kimona and you had Beulah; those were the two, right? And then you never really saw anything else or heard anything else. And even then, unless you had, let's just be real, unless you had a hookup, all you ever heard was rumor. Then XPW comes along and it's not rumor anymore. <laughs> it's it's hey, guess what we got? <laughs> New Jack apparently drove forklifts around their warehouse. Taking boxes of porn and shipping it home, which is, I mean, dude, how much do you really need would be my question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's also the uh, the crazy part of where he says, oh, yep, once I got, uh, got even with uh, Venom or Vic something. I feel awful. I should know these guys' names better, but frankly, outside of him getting tossed off a scaffold and through tables, I, I would... Vic Grimes, Jesus. You are the man. Your brain is working on all cylinders today, sir. Me, not so much. You listen? <laughs> You're still afraid he's going to stab you. Yeah. <laughs> rob's looking over his shoulder for uh, another hobo joe incident just he's gonna be the next guy out yeah it's it's crazy and and i did i completely missed the luna vashon episode but in just watching all of the xpw stuff i thought to myself man these guys because last week if you remember we talked about it and i said man i wonder if they're running out of topics But then, you know, you watch this XBW episode and you're like, no, these guys are just still just scratching the tip of the iceberg. (laughs) Just a tip. Wait, that's not it. Oh, yeah. Rob, did you uh, happen to get caught up on XPW's Dark Side episode or Luna's? Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. I I know that Brian had mentioned it, and I watched it over the weekend, but I wasn't. I don't think you had ever mentioned if you had caught it, so I figured I'd ask you. Uh, let's see here. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. Oh my god. Yeah, this week we learned about how just how damn good Vince McMahon's lawyer is. Talk to me. What what rumors we talk about here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So all of those happen around that same era. That's a good point. Um Yeah. I'll never forget the, uh, was it Donahue or Sally Jesse? So there's an episode of of one of the daytime talk shows, and it's either Donahue or Sally Jesse Raphael. I actually think it's Sally Jesse Raphael. And Vince McMahon is there talking about the lawsuit between he and um, he and Pat Patterson and, and an employee where it was this harassment going on. This is leading into the federal trial that this airs. So they had taped it. I want to say they had taped it six months prior. I'm... <laughs> Happy Feet. He dancing. He dancing, y'all. He dancing. <laughs> Let's see. S-A- S- A? No. <laughs> WWF. Uh, me? Boy. Boy. That man is fast. He's fast. (laughs) No, but I misspelled her last name. (laughs) How do you misspell Raphael? And it's not that hard. I did see... It's one of those things that... (sighs) Sometimes I get uncomfortable because I'm like, man, I just feel like they're kind of making it up and winging it. And then you watch an episode like XPW or the plane ride from hell and you're like, God, (laughs) they just uncover some crazy stuff like the Gino Hernandez episode. You know, when you hear about this guy who's literally bloated and dead for weeks, but they just happen to find him, you're like, what? Donahue, thank you, Rob. Thank you. It's... I wonder if... No, not if. I wonder when and what will come out next. You know what I mean? Like, as far as huge, crazy cover-ups. Hello, Donahue. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm curious if we'll see anything about the hashtag speaking out movement that happened last year, you think it's still too new, too fresh? Yeah. I mean, it was predominantly indie performers that really got exposed outside of well, the majority of NXT UK. And I don't mean that as a dig. It just happened to be a lot of their roster that got exposed. Um
0: hmm And the drugs. hmm
2: Mhm. Yeah. Finally finally going through courts. Right, right. And which ones are television worthy? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally suing his accusers. Mm-hmm. It... Right, <laughs> but not the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Right, right. You're getting sued. The harassment that I take from you. <laughs> there they were, standing catty corner. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> Sean, how many gibsons do you see? Uh, 4. <laughs> Damn it. I'm going to go rename another superstar. Who can we get next? (laughs) Oh my gosh. If you're watching uh, Halloween Havoc right now, Mandy Rose uh, trying to deliver the double underhook pile driver, I think is what she does, uh, to Raquel Gonzalez. I will be surprised if Gonzalez comes out with the title tonight. I was honestly surprised that she didn't That she didn't get the call-up. Yeah, her and Dakota Kai. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you put all that all that advertising, that all all of that uh, focus on it, and if you don't do justice, then what are you going to do next is really the question. Oh, a, sh- a shovel to the middle of the spine to Raquel Gonzalez, and she gets dropped and then gets a, a running. Do they call it a uh, R trigger?
0: Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink.
1: And right now, a small Minute made slushy is just $159. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. It's the simple things that are oh so marvelous. With rich, creamy, non-dairy Planet oat, oat milk, like coffee, the first cup mixed with a little Planet oat. That's pretty marvelous. Or planted oat in a bowl of cereal, sharing a laugh on Saturday morning. <laughs> but don't forget about mom's Planet oat mac and cheese. It's so ooey gooey. Yep, there's so many moments that are more marvelous with Planet oat. Rich, creamy, non-dairy oat milk. Oh, what a planet.
2: Because she's, her last name's Rose? Just curious. No, just a, a running V trigger yeah exactly I would uh, first off that would pop me if they said an abandon trigger or something stupid like that I'd be like oh wow now we're doing it (laughs) now it's live now what do we got this week oh they're not doing another overrun are they Oh my gosh! So here's the thing, and I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because I did want to transition to that. Um, you know, Tony Khan has never been shy about saying that he wants to provide a different product, but he does want to be competitive. He's also never been so bold as to try to uh, try to talk trash about WWE. He's just said. He, he, He's just said that he wants people to enjoy their wrestling, and to to really provide a different product. But last Friday, SmackDown and Ramp, Rampage, or the Friday before, went a half hour. They did Punk and Seidel, Brian Danielson and Suzuki, against uh, the contract signing before Crown Jewel. Now we know that viewership wise, total viewers SmackDown SmackDown one. But at the same time, what we also know is that in the ratings for the key demo that people really should pay attention to, um, AEW came out on top. So it's it's a question of, okay, when is enough enough? Is Friday night really the the hill you want to fight on if you're AEW? Mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, that's right. She uh, that quarter hour with Ruby Soho and uh, Allie the Bunny. Um, over overwhelmed the moment with um, Roman and Brock for the contract sh- contract signing. Mm-hmm. If you're listening right now, you're live on C2C dot com or you're at twitch slash twitch.tv slash new media. We are uh officially streaming from three locations, Spreaker.com as well. And we're talking about the AEW verse WWE <laughs> No, it's not none of your business, Rob. It's it's their business. It's our business. It's everybody's business. That's right. Three of our three friends and and Right, I did. I almost botched it. That's okay. Wait, I have three? Oh, see, see, there you go. Yeah, but she, let's be real. She likes my wallet. She likes the wallet. Eh, That's all right. Isn't she the only one that does? Oops. Wait, what? <laughs> oof, oof. Oh, it got dirty here. Got dirty real quick. Got dirty and uncomfortable. Don't make it weird, Rob. Don't make it weird. Just go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Not a fan of two point oh Rob Mhm. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I don't understand the appeal of a contract signing. We're, We're so far past that. It wasn't good during the Attitude Era. Contract signings have never been good. Mhm. Mhm. There's a a news bite coming in here. Our boy Shane just uh broke broke some news that just came across the wire. WWE announcer Greg Hamilton has been released from WWE. Here's a question. Who the hell are you gonna get to announce these guys now? Uh to my knowledge, he's the guy that's been announcing Literally all of Smackdown Corey Graves. Oh no! Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you happen to. It never had a purpose. Don't play. <laughs> if you happen to catch Raw, he did pretty much just that. <laughs> while he's talking about her, while she's wrestling Liv Morgan, he says, "Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Carmella's the most beautiful woman in WWE, and great. Congrats to them, by the way, for getting engaged. I'm glad they have a real happy real life." <laughs> Oh, my Lord Jesus, acknowledge me. <laughs> oh, oh, God, no, no, yeah, oh. go for it. Mm. Uh, Rob, you go first <laughs> <laughs> mhm-. Right.
3: Five t-shirts. Every time Roman comes out with a new t-shirt, Dan has to get it. <laughs> he saw that the font was different last week in the head of the table, so he had to order that one.
2: I had, I have one Roman Reigns shirt. One.
3: Ask me how many I own.
0: Yeah.
2: You've probably That's got one the, more you've than you probably got the, the toy Rob gauntlet for your favorite Superman punch.
3: Ooh.
4: Ooh. Negative Ghost Rider's. Yeah, he's a Batman guy.
3: Now, I will say that that, that I'm watching Raw, and that Kevin Owens shirt doesn't look bad.
2: That's the one that on the back says, just keep fighting? Yes. Yeah, the Fatal Four-Way ladder match on Monday night for the number one contender spot, that was actually a really good ladder match. And who won?
3: Seth Rollins.
2: Oh, doesn't shocked me there.
3: Well, now I don't have to watch the thing. <laughs> Always happy to spoil it, it for you, buddy. Way to go! He just told you he was watching it. You jackass! <laughs> <laughs> now what I'm going to watch for the next couple hours?
2: Yeah, really. <laughs> now you, you, you don't want to watch 2.0. <laughs> you got Braun Breaker coming up. You can't even say it.
3: Braun <laughs> Breaker. That's, a, that's, an, that's an example of a name that is made either over bad cell signal <laughs> or somebody drunk at the bar. What's and we'll spell role? it with What's two K. My name is Brian Bricklicker.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's probably how that went down. I can see Vincent Creative in his, in his backyard sitting next to the pool. Goddamn, right, pal. Nah, you you know that's
4: that's probably Hunter's Hunter's creation. He's like, yeah, watch this. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this dude a last name nobody can pronounce, and then we're gonna make <laughs> him champ. <laughs> He's,
3: He's like, gonna... change my shit, will ya?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Vince. <laughs> Did a damn Pearl Harbor job on me. I don't think so, pal. <sighs> I don't blame so, him. I don't blame him for being unhappy about it.
4: So Rob, have you? She uh, Raw right? He said Raw right?
2: Mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm. Has he seen the title the the exchanging of the belts
3: From Friday yet,
4: Rob? Oh, oh, that's that Friday.
3: Was, I thought yeah, that was, yeah, Saturday was on Saturday SmackDown. That was awkward. Oh. And I've read the i read the the drama behind it. Yeah, that.
2: Oh. How and does one describe because it?
3: because the fact that. They are friends in real life. Supposed, you know? Or We're supposed, supposed to, to be. be. Yeah, yeah. Supposed to be.
2: Although, right now, maybe not so much. Because uh, two, you know, one half of the four horsewomen of WWE um, had to exchange the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship on Friday night. The plan was to simply do a handoff between the two. Charlotte takes the Raw Women's title and throws it to the ground. Of course, uh, Sonia Deville tries to keep things moving. By the way, this is a complete shoot, her throwing it on the ground. Deville tries to keep it moving, tells her, pick it up, pick it up. She finally does pick it up. It's a very awkward kind of trade-off. And then after the show goes off the air, um, or after the segment goes off the air, excuse me, both Charlotte and... B- Becky or backstage and had a a verbal pull apart where uh, Becky was feeling that Charlotte was trying to make her look bad, that she was taking advantage of the situation. Later on that night, Andrade after having just a tremendous banger of a matchup with PAC um, tweets out F WWE. And we find out a few days later that Charlotte was escorted from the building after that segment and after the fallout. So there's a lot of mess going on right now with the horrible idea of exchanging titles in the first place, but not great, not great for the, for the blue brand.
3: Well, I mean, I just think it's, it's one of two things. It was bad creative, you know, I mean, they could have easily just had them come out with the belts and not had done an exchange, you know? um they did it with it worked with the street profits in the new day i guess that's why they were doing it um that was kind of funny where they came out they partied they had slap belts and they went on their way
0: Mm -hmm.
3: but i also think part of it is charlotte is trying to do whatever she can to see how much she can get away with before they fire her Mm -hmm. because she doesn't care you know she's had conversations with people that like hey as soon as they let you go we got you You know,
2: that wouldn't surprise me. Well, Boy, I mean, didn't she just
3: have some happen a couple weeks ago? What did remember she do? She no showed somewhere, right? She no showed somewhere, and then was backstage at a AEW.
4: Or no, yeah, tri- was
3: it triple? Yeah, triple yeah, yeah, A, triple yeah. A for her dad. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, I think she's just at the point where, like, let's see how much I can, how much, how. How far can I push Vince before he just says, fine, just get rid of her? Mm-hmm. But I also think Vince is also to the point of, you can act all you want, and I'm just going to keep working in the ground. But whoever decides her outfits needs to, needs to like not ever let her wear that other thing again. Yeah, that
2: was... Um... The 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 fashion choices of one Charlotte Flair has been quite awkward for the past few weeks. Like I'm not sure if she's a gotcha. or what.
4: I mean she's had a rough go the last month or so.
2: She really has from the
4: from the no show to the Nia Jax incident to mm-hmm. this belt incident, which you know, I I I, uh, I don't think Becky should even grab for it. So I I mean, would I have thrown it down? No. But would I have handed it to Becky? No. I mean, especially with Sonya sitting right there.
2: I feel like it well, would have made better sense just to have them hand it to Sonya and make Sonya do yeah. the exchange.
4: And then Sonya right. does it, yeah. Or just you don't even see the exchange. It just happens, you know, in the back because, you know, it is a SmackDown title and
3: it's a Raw title. Right. I mean, because – I mean, with the other things that she's done, she's also been on social media wearing his gear, you know, like his merch and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, I mean, granted, he's worn her, her merch, but not recently. She has merch? Well, you know what I'm saying? Not recently.
2: Ah, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm with you. I'm with you. Just follow
3: That shows you how bad wrestling is like WWE is. Like, I don't even go to the website to see what kind of shirts they got. Mm -hmm. I used to always like see the, Oh, Hey, this commercial looks good. Go see. They got something. Now, if it ain't a legend, I don't want it. That's true.
2: That's true. I mean, I I haven't seen nearly anything that was just, Oh, I got to have that outside of the, the, the mankind custom title that they did. Um, I mean, You're
3: getting that,
2: right? I've got it.
3: I've got when it are you get an AEW one?
2: I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually kind of thinking I want to wait until they make an actual uh, official AEW replica. Because I want it to be a pretty decent quality. And I'm worried about buying a, a I thought layer. they already had that. They've, they have an agreement in place. They just haven't started selling them yet. Oh, I thought they were selling so them. They're working with uh, Premier Belts. To do it. so And I know Premier Belts makes good quality stuff, but it's going to be a $700 purchase. It's, it's not going to be a cheap belt, oh, okay. which is good. I mean, I don't mind spending that if it's a good quality. So we'll see what happens with that. But, I mean, to Rob's point, even though even though there's nothing really to to really go to WWE shop for right now, at least if I go there and I order something, they'll ship it and it'll get to my house within a week or two versus AEW's shop that takes about a month.
3: That blows, by the way. You got to give them break, man. They were all at the beach. They were all
2: on Jericho's cruise.
3: Well, I mean, I just saw a picture that didn't Pro Wrestling Tees take their whole, like, office to the beach?
2: Well, I mean, you figure CM Punk, his, re- his return... uh they sold over 100,000 shirts or something crazy like that in one night. That that can't be easy to fill that order. I mean, I am giving them a hard time with the shipping delay, but can't be easy to do that.
4: No. no. Well, I mean, Plus 2, I mean, it's... I'm getting shocked. Their, their shop compared to what the WWE probably has, mm-hmm. um, you know, is... is... Probably a whole lot different setup. Whereas the WWE is probably churning them out on a regular basis, right? You know what I'm saying. So they're they're probably putting out so many a day, right, through their shop or wherever they get them from. Whereas pro wrestling tees, they have. I mean, for a little store, little store, I guess, small operation. I mean, look at what all they have the potential to put out. Not just AEW, but independents, you know, stuff from other places,
3: regular T-shirts. You know, they they do a lot. Well, I mean, I think, to Brian's point, I think one of the reasons people, like, people at WWE get so pissed when these people ask for their releases, just think how many T-shirts are in the pipeline to get created. And then... Like, the people just leave, and now they've got somewhere in some country, they've got 500,000, <laughs> you know, Braun Strowman, you know. That's so funny. <laughs> Braun Strowman's episode of Firefly Funhouse or some shit, you know. <laughs> Netflix, <laughs> things that we've never seen. Because you think about it. You know, look at the wrestling figures, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, within a few, like, within time they were they were in a relatively fast turnaround they were able to put CM Punk in the lineup for figures. You know? Now, is this figure out yet? No. But they they put him in there in the lineup to be to come out.
2: And it'll be out, I mean, within a couple of months, I'm pretty sure.
3: Right. But WWE is synonymous with I mean look at it. They brought Chelsea Green's figure out and she was she was let released before damn figure hit the store.
2: Uh, at least Matt Cardona made sure to buy
3: him out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's probably the most Chelsea Green figures bought anywhere. Um, oof. Oof. But, Hot mess. But I'm saying, like, I think how many times we've seen Mattel figures, because it takes so long because of the corporation mm-hmm. that, that, it, that it is, WWE and Mattel, that by the time you get the thing, it's like, well, shit. That gimmick's over, you know? <laughs>
2: Well, a great example of that is when Bray Wyatt transitioned to the Fiend. It took about 3 or 4 months for them to have a Fiend figure ready, and by the time that figure came out, he had changed all of his gear and changed his look. So he was still the Fiend, just a different iteration of it. So, Boy, you know,
4: an even better even better thing for what Rob is saying, though, is look at WrestleMania 22. Right? So, after taking a year off for, uh, what was that game called?
2: Um, Oh, Battlegrounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battlegrounds. Yeah, yeah,
4: Right. So, after taking a year off for that, right, so you could develop a game, Mm
2: -hmm.
4: what do you do? Oh, well, this game's, we got to push this game back another six months. Well, why is that? Because you cut 100 wrestlers loose and (laughs) half our roster is missing now.
2: Right. Well, and that's just it. You, you, how can you expect to have a complete product if you can't even keep people on your payroll? And that's not right. meant as a dig overall, because I get it. You do what you got to do. That's fine. You're going to do it, right? AEW is going to pick up who they pick up. Everybody else going to pick up who they pick up. Fine. Whatever. It's done. We've talked about it to death. But because of what you've done now, because of cutting 100 and some odd people in the span of a year and a half... How can you expect a game developer to say, yeah, we've got 60 wrestlers in, this, in the roster. Oh, no, nope, we've only got 40. Oh, no, now we've only got 30. Now we've got 30. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm fine with a small roster if the game is good, but they can't make any headway because every time they try something now, Vince or whomever, I don't even care who's making the decision over there anymore. I, I, I think it might actually be Nick Khan. He's a person apparently responsible for them, to. Here's another competition, Brian. Guess who's moving to Saturdays for pay-per-views for about three-fourths of the year next year? WWE. You're damn right.
4: Well, yeah, and they have one already head-to-head.
2: Yep. yep.
4: But supposedly the WWE is already blinking and saying, well, we're going to move the time. So we're now going to do it earlier.
2: Yeah, I think that's smart. I would well, I would I'm encourage not. them to have a head to head only after both products are top because otherwise well, you're yeah, just going to
4: get buried. The WWE while they may be able to compete with a Smack.
0: You can't get much for 5 bucks these days unless you go to Wendy's for a $5 Biggie Bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon
1: cheeseburger or crispy chicken BLT plus 4-piece snugs, fries and a drink all for just 5 bucks.
0: That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price of participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Now,
4: mm-hmm. you name me one WWE pay-per-view in the last two years since AEW's been running to compete with any AEW pay-per-view.
2: Oh, I can't think of one. I mean, from top to bottom, if we're talking about like a complete production, no. I mean, AEW's pay-per-views have been stellar. There's been uh, there's been events that came close to being, t- being pretty good. Like, Crown Jewel was actually a good show, but I wouldn't say it was anywhere close to what an AEW pay-per-view delivered.
4: Right, and see, that's the key. So now I know, mm-hmm. right? Here's the problem. Now I know, okay, well, now you're going to try and do that whole counter-programming All my pay-per-views, right? And now you were dumb enough to announce a day, right? So when I find out that's truly the day you're going to go head-to-head, I'm going to stack that pay-per-view card like you have never seen a stacked pay-per-view card since like WrestleMania 1. And while you're putting on Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar or Goldberg or Seth Rollins for the... You know, for the umpteenth time. Oh, we're going Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan for the world title in an hour long match. Yeah. We're I going think... Young Bucks versus you know the the Lucha brothers. I'm putting it on there and you're gonna have you're gonna find out just how bad you can lose.
2: Well, I while I, I can definitely see where hey, let's go ahead and put all right, fine. Let's put Paige and Omega against him. You won't win that fight. You know what I mean? Like, WWE right. won't win that fight. If if it's done properly, if you don't do it... Like, this, this past two weeks ago, where they did head-to-head, was... Um, what was it? Like, three days prep work for that? To, mm-hmm. like, really promote? If you get two weeks, a month, to prepare... I mean, WWE could try to pull out all the stops, but... From a wrestling standpoint, as a wrestling fan, if you tell me that you're going to watch SmackDown over Page and Omega, I'm not sure I want to really believe that you're a wrestling fan. Oh, I don't care a- what company you love, but that matchup itself is going to be stellar. Here's a better one. Danielson versus Adam Cole. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Especially because both of them have been in and out of the machine. You know what right. I mean? Like, both of them have the ability to know, okay, well, what WWE is going to do is this, this, and this, and this. So what we will do is the opposite of each step. So they'll right. know exactly, and, and how to pace it, how to time it, the facial expressions. They already have that, which is why Adam Cole is so wildly popular right now, which is why Brian Danielson's wrestling is astounding the the, the nation again. It's almost like people forgot that he could do this. If you really well, look at it. because he here
3: for so long, you know, but... Very true. I mean, they also, it's showing that what made... I really truly believe one of the things that made WWE so popular back in the Attitude Era is when Vince finally stepped back and let the talent do what the talent does. Right. Yeah. You know, because... In the Hogan era and all that, they weren't reading, you know, scripts. They were told, "Go out. Here's your key points, and go out and do it." Mm -hmm. You know, same thing in the Attitude Era. Vince kind of said, "All right, what can we do to get them back? What can we do? All right, that's right. We can punch them in the mouth. We can do this. Mm -hmm. We can show this." Now it's so scripted, you know, and -hmm. that's the thing. That's the allure of AEW. Is you've got the talent has the ability to go out and. paint a picture, tell a story that people actually want to see. And you're putting the power back in their hands, you know? And that's what I think the e is missing. It's missing. Yeah. And you can tell by the, the, the people that are on the stage in the ring, the wrestlers are out there just doing what they're being told to do the same match. They've done on WWE live events for the last week and a half, mm-hmm. you know, there's no life in it there's no fun in it. Aew there's fun in the matches there's oh 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 what are we gonna do next you know even Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes number three like it was still entertaining match. It wasn't oh God here we go you know
2: no it, it, that match great point Rob that match was tremendous. I think that we finally got a chance to see Cody step up into a level that maybe he hadn't been performing at for about a year. Because at one point he was doing really well and putting on some solid matches and then it just seemed like it got, mm, I don't know, a little little dry, a little little boring. But with this last match, it was like, damn, Cody really can still go.
3: Well, I think Cody's problem for the last little bit is he's been, he had that typical thing, if you see like the wrestlers now, you know, like when The Rock started putting tiptoe in his feet outside the ring and doing movies and stuff like that. John Cena, the same thing. Then when their matches that came back, they were kind of just like, all right, here's our cookie cutter match, you know, and Cody tiptoeing his feet out of wrestling for the first time into, to the media, like movies, TV and stuff. He was coming back to do his matches, but he's like, oh, I'm just going to do what I got to do. Mm hmm. And you can tell he finally had the passion back.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I, you know, I, I will say this, though, though. I think Cody should have lost.
2: Oh, really? I think. Oh, Are you yeah, straight? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah yes. Because here's the problem, right? So what they've done with Cody is they've now set up, oh, he's there's going to be an injury. Then we're going to find out, oh, he's filming season three of whatever that show is. Right, right. And he's going to then have a match with whoever injured him,
2: mm-hmm.
4: and then when he comes back, he's going to win.
2: Yeah the the formula for how to book Cody Rhodes is is pretty well cookie cutter. You, you, you just did. insert opponent here. It, it it I agree with you completely there. Um, they did it with Brody. They did it with um with this recent time with Malachi. And, and there was uh,
4: somebody else.
2: Yeah, I, I'm tr- I'm struggling for the name. I want to say Lance Archer. It might be Lance Archer.
0: Maybe, um, maybe it is.
2: But the, the thing is, this has been how Cody has... Because Cody is not necessarily by himself. He, in, he's involved in creative. Now, he's not right. Tony Khan. He's not making the final call. But I assume that when he goes to Tony, based off of what we've seen from Roads to the Top, which... Cody and Brandy both have stated they want nothing to do with anything scripted. Um, So we can assume that it's a shoot that basically he's really that aloof about whether or not he wants to be heel or face and whether or not he wants to... And I'm the one that called himself aware. So it's it's concerning because while I don't think Malachi Black suffered at all from losing, the match itself spoke for itself. And what happens next is really going to be key. You cannot afford... To let Malachi Black slide, you have to do something bigger with him. Maybe he's the guy that beats uh, Sammy, and that would be fine with me. But the the thing is, with Cody now, okay, great, you won, you got your you got your moment. Your fans are sort of back in your corner. Now, what do you do with Cody? You can't. You can't give him a world title shot because he swears up and down he's never going to do it. You you can't. Apparently, he never wants to turn which I hate that, that never pigeonhole yourself. We're not in the business of, you know, what is going to sell tickets when you are saying to yourself, you're going to eliminate half of what you could do. Like that doesn't make sense. I'm not saying that Cody has to be at the top of the card and world champion for years. But what I am saying is that it's a stupid concept to me to just say, I'm never going to challenge for the world title.
4: Yeah, but something tells me though he may not be long for in ring. Anyway,
2: he seems to be, really want to put himself into that retirement frame of mind. Yeah,
4: yeah, and, I, I, and again, I, I think he he wants to become more like the attraction, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Where I'm not wrestling on a full time basis, but I'll do one or two, you know, one or two good programs a year. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to do the backstage stuff. I want to do Roads to the Top. I want to do the other show. You know, I want to. I want to do other things. And you know, I'll come back for a program or two. You know, as, as the year moves forward. Mm-hmm. So that that's just my opinion because I I think this is the first week I miss Roads to the Top, but it you know. Sometimes it's just the way he talks. Mm-hmm. You know, almost like, yeah, I am I am kind of ready to, to back down a little.
2: Well, from from this past week's episode where he had the match with Malachi Black and was taking the boot off, his conversation with Tony Khan is what, what the, the sneak peek was, where Khan was like, wait, what? For how long are you going to be out? And he says, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Which, like... I don't get that thought process because if you're in your prime and I, I consider Cody to still be in his prime. I think he's still performing at a high level, higher than a lot of guys up North that, yeah, it makes sense to go out and always leave your fans wanting more. That makes sense. Um, and because AEW's roster is getting so heavy and it is quickly, um, maybe that's why, maybe he feels he can't keep pace, but I don't I mean, know. Like I don't know. I
4: don't think it is. I don't think it is. So I think he's one of these guys that I think in the, in one of the earlier episodes or somewhere along the way he's already said I don't want to wrestle past this point.
2: Yeah, he has. He said he wants to retire after I think he said three years. Yeah. So
4: again, he's making more money probably right now than he ever has in the before. Mm-hmm. Right? You figure he's getting paid probably twice for AEW right, to wrestle and do his uh, EVP. He's getting paid for Rose to the Top. He's getting paid to do the other show. Uh, He's running a um, training facility that is turning out quality people, right? So his legacy is is no longer just an in-ring performer. His legacy is all these other things, right? And while he's one of these guys that could have been a world champ, could have been a believable world champ, he may understand that his stamp on this wrestling world is going to be had in other places. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, maybe he wants to be born like his dad, you know, where, you know, I mean, think about it. Dusty's legacy is not just his in-ring stuff. Dusty's legacy is what he did backstage
2: is creative. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And so
4: maybe, that, maybe that's what Cody wants. Right. So I, you know, my in ring speaks for herself. Well, let me show you, let me help this company, you know, reach new heights with my creative, you know, let me become a bigger star for the company by having my face out on TV doing other things. Mm-hmm. You know, let me let me produce the next generation of stars in AEW through my training camp or training facility, whatever.
2: If you're tuning into uh, NXT's Halloween Havoc, or if you're just uh, along for the ride with us here, new NXT Tag Team Champions Imperium defeated MSK. Um, I caught the tail end. I've been flipping between tabs. I can tell you that we have new tag champs. That's about all I can say. Braun Breaker and Ch- Tommaso Ciampa taking place right now. Ciampa had a great looking uh, gear set, looking like uh, Kratos from God of War. It was uh, really well done. But, uh, you know, getting back into kind of Cody and, and what he sees his legacy as. Rob, I'm curious, what do you think with how Cody is, has booked himself over the past few months?
4: Did Speeches. Speeches. Oh, he's muted. He's muted. He's muted. Ah, he's, he's muted. handling something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so but I, again, though, I yeah. mean, I mean, think about it. what. Okay, so you know, some guys need the world title. Some Very guys true. never obtained the world title. Mm-hmm. Some guys could have been champ but never did. And for a guy like Cody, I think it's okay.
2: I mean, I feel like when we look at. At performers that, because we've had lots of discussions, WWE and and otherwise, world champions that should have been. And we always talk about, like, Scott Hall, Mr. Perfect, even though he was AWA world champ, um, Rick Rude, you know, people like that. And to me, Cody Rhodes winning the world title, I mean, he did win Ring of Honor's world title. He did uh, hold the United States title for IWGP. So he's held some NWA very
3: NWA world titles.
2: Yes, the, thank you. I was trying to figure figure that in. Yes, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. So perhaps he sees that as well. I I have won the world championship, and just because it's not AEWs doesn't mean I have to do AEWs. So maybe yeah. maybe it's right. Maybe that's how he feels.
4: And I, I will say this: uh, last week, when uh, Arn came out. Mm-hmm. And Arn pulled out the Glock.
2: <laughs> Did you hear the fans? Glock, Glock, <laughs> yeah. Glock. I'm like, this is nuts. <laughs>
4: the Glock double A millimeter. Right. Yeah. So and he pointed. I was like, holy cow. Orange going with black and Andrade. <laughs>
0: I was like, what in the world? Yeah.
2: Crazy. Like, I, for a minute, I was I was kind of caught <laughs> into that, too. I was like, wait, what? Why is Androni <laughs> out here? What
0: the hell
3: is happening right now? So we'll he's bring, happening. To bring out one. They'll bring out a Iron Anderson figure next, next month. With a, gu- with oh, a yeah. gun. Yeah. The it's Glock, got the yeah
4: he's he's got to have his double-A 9mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did
3: you see his hair this week? Uh, no, oh, uh, uh-uh. uh, I don't know if Iron Anderson was trying to like, <coughs> um, like do the spray on hair or whatever. But like when Cody was hugging him after the match, it was like, "What is on your
4: head, man?" Oh, that was the mist. <laughs> that was probably oh. the mist.
3: Yeah, because then he gets sprayed with the mist. Maybe because I was just like, "What? Come on, Iron. We all know you've been bald since the '80s." <laughs> That's so crazy. A true genius, right?
4: A true genius in in WWE. I mean, he just talked about shooting somebody in the face and next thing you know, he's the hottest thing in wrestling. <laughs>
2: uh, of course, uh, gl- uh, RN316 9 <laughs> millimeters, says I just broke your skull or whatever. <laughs> it's something something to behold man i mean he is still the best on the damn mic i, I don't know that Ar- there's anyone that's truly better at a promo than arn Anderson. Mm-hmm. dusty maybe but arn still is one of my favorite promos even today because when he when he did that promo on cody when he talks about pulling the clock you're like holy hell what cuz mm-hmm. cuz it was just you hadn't seen or heard that part of Arn Anderson since the nineties. You really hadn't.
4: I don't. I think Arn might be better than Dusty.
2: See, I, I'm inclined to agree. I can see that. I mean, you've got the hard times promo, and that carries for a lot of people. And you know, of course, I've wine and dine with kings and queens. Though that that carries a lot I'm of weight. Yeah, but when you think yeah. of Arn Anderson. It wasn't one specific promo. It was, like, all his promos.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, well, there's, see, Tully, there's the my spot promo, but...
3: Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, it's like Tully would always do the whole, you know, this is what we're going to do to you, and this is, what, da, 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 this is why, this is why, and then Iron would just be like, listen, come Sunday, I'm going to kick your ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. No. Uh,
4: I, I mean, I'll never forget I think it's one of Arn's earliest promos where he's on the beach and he's wearing the black hat. And he's like, Look, I don't wear a white hat. I'm not a nice guy. Yeah. And that thing was back in what the eighties. The
2: early to one mid-80s. of the first promos he cut. He had yeah. the white fedora hat on or whatever? Or no, the the yeah. I remember it because it was he had black. This yeah, yeah. And, the, and the sunglasses where you could see yeah. at the bottom portion. Yeah. And this little
4: muscle shirt. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't wear a white hat. I'm not a nice guy.
2: That <laughs> was crazy. A hey, special thank you to all of our listeners, both uh, within the states and overseas. Guys, I saved this towards the end of the show for a reason. We are in the top 500 podcasts globally for sports I just read that today that is outstanding
4: mm, very nice let's let's go for top 400
2: hey we're headed there we're headed there we're making a lot of headway um, I mean our downloads are now over a hundred a week we uh that's we've been doing this show a long time um, and we love it we we try to redo it we try to spice it up sometimes it's frustrating but we've always tried to stay true to who we are and it is so cool to see it start to really take root i mean it took some time but it really is taking root and i'm i couldn't be prouder of our collective work they like us (laughs) they They really really like like us. us i just think they like the fact that three old angry guys can sit here and hold up talk about wrestling
3: three what
2: old angry guys you gotta make us old and angry. You want us? To, want me to call us fat?
4: No. Well, the, the the problem is, I think from time to time we've all exhibited
3: just how old we are. Yeah, exactly.
2: It's not and a how secret. Angry we get,
3: yeah. <laughs> right. I right. say Three experienced wrestling fans. With their own opinions.
2: My God. I like old Angry. I like, I old,
3: like angry. old Angry too. But yeah, Rob like just, old
2: Angry. Rob dressed it up nicely, though. I feel kind of nice. Yeah. I feel pretty sophisticated all the time. Rob yeah. needs to <laughs>
4: embrace his oldness. He hasn't embraced it yet.
2: So you know, you know you're getting old when you have to wear a brace for your thumb because you can't bend your thumb anymore. <laughs> That's how you know you're getting old.
3: I didn't even know they made those. So, <laughs> did you it's... pick your nose while on the bumpy road again? <gasps> I, think a, bump. <laughs> I think it was a thumb in the Good Lord. it was a thumb in the
2: I can only imagine, you know, hitting a bump with your thumb in your nose. Good God.
4: Freaking thumb in the bums, mine. I think somebody somebody moved as soon as the bum hit.
2: Oh, good Lord.
4: And then tweets it.
2: No, thank you. Maybe ripped oh, some tendons.
3: Them, they didn't give him a warning pinch. <laughs> <laughs> What's your safe word? Ouch! That's my safe word. <laughs> my safe word is
2: stop it.
4: <laughs> that's fun.
2: <laughs> so, guys, I was uh, I was doing some some watching of old WCW stuff. I watched a Clash of the Champions from 1992, 91.
4: Mm, actually. Early that was early.
2: Yeah. Lex Luger and the Great Muda. The winner gets a, a world title shot at the Great American Bash. This is before Lex Luger's heel turn. He was still U.S. champion. And it, the match with him and Muda, on paper, the two names, you're like, dude, this should be good. This should be pretty solid because Muda was able to work with just about anyway anyone. Lex Luger, uh, you know, at that time was kind of at the at the peak of his popularity, at least at the moment. And he had a lot of potential still. He had been in the Four Horsemen. He had done a lot of things. But a great example of what happens when things don't go according to plan. Both guys have cool entrances. By the way, I miss the old school WCW style entrance ramp where they stood at the top and they had the, you know, you remember the old metallic WCW logo and then the fireworks that would shoot off on the right and left? The guy would pose, his music would play, he'd walk down the aisle. It was just I remember WCW having kind of a a grittier feel. I I always I always loved that. Anyway, it's only four minutes into the match, and Muda tries to go for some kind of a running dive outside the ring. Completely misses. Just collides into the rail. Luger rolls in the ring. Muda gets back in. There's a minute where they're they're trying to get their thoughts together, so something had clearly gone wrong. And Muda just gets into a position where he gets the ref, he bumps the ref around, and tries to go for the mist. And when he goes for the mist, Luger gets his arm up, and I think it's the only time I ever saw anybody really block the mist. The mist sprays out, it's all over his arm, and then Luger hits a power slam for the win in a match that really should have been 10 to 15 minutes it ends at 5 it's the most awkward match i've ever seen and it but it it still put me in a position where i was like this is i miss this kind of wrestling because this was when they used to just call it in the ring and rob made a good point he's like everything with wwe right now is so cookie cutter and telegraphed you kind of know what's coming even when they try to do something fresh, like with Big E winning the world title, it still feels like eh, it's a little manufactured. It doesn't feel real. Is is it just the guys that were trained differently nowadays, or is it strictly a corporate feel? Because it's not just WWE that does this. Impact does this sometimes as well with some of their matches. Are people just trained differently now?
3: No, I just yeah. think. I don't think they're trained differently. I just think it's the the way you do it. You know what I mean? Like, because like you said, people may have forgotten that Brian Danielson could wrestle the way he's wrestling. And well, I mean, he hasn't changed. You know, like he hasn't changed. He's the same dude. It's just finally he can show a little bit more. He can he goes outside the. What do we always say? The same five boobs? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, so I don't I don't think you're trained that way. It's the dub that's the WWE's thing. Right? They have complete control. Right? Well, as much as they can, but
2: mm-hmm.
4: that's their thing. That's why it's so stale. That there's no room for error. Right? How many times have you heard of people coming out of there? right. Here's 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 what you're going to say in your promo. I'll give you half an hour and I'll come back. And then they got to read it in a half an hour verbatim. Mm
2: -hmm.
4: You know, or or, you know, oh, here's the match. And normally, you know, the two are going to talk it out. Well, not the, you know, WWE, you got an agent. Oh, this is what we need you to do. Right, I I think even Malachi Black just recently talked about that. Whereas the other, the NWA, and I don't think the WWE did it as much back then, because in the nineties it seemed more spontaneous, especially during the Attitude Era. Um, but I mean, I I think that's just what they do now. Whereas Impact probably does it a little bit on AEW. I don't think does it at all other than, Hey, this is your point. You need to hit.
3: And I think that's why the allure is there for the promos and stuff is because the wrestlers are getting to do what they used to get to do in WWE that most of the wrestlers that are worth a crap when it comes to mic work are excited, you know, um, they're like, oh, I get to finally say what I want and do the way I want to do it instead of, and I've always, I've said for years, one of the biggest problems with WWE, like when they start getting out of touch is when they start getting soap opera writers and episodic people, like you need wrestlers writing wrestler dialogue. You know, that's just like any type you, any any profession or any type you have something and somebody outside the profession is trying to teach you how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, how many times in your career have you been in a training class or an in service? Sitting there and you can be like, this person has never worked a goddamn day in the job. Right. You know, these people are writing promos, focusing on the emotion of things instead of what everybody wants to see is, I will kick you in your teeth. Like, I don't care what you did. I don't care what you said. I'm going to kick your ass. Mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, see, I'll I'll almost lay money, right? I'll almost lay money that in a place like AEW, right? When you find out where, you know, because, you know, they're probably, okay, okay, we're going to do this, right? So in two weeks time, you're going to have a match with Malachi Black, right? Oh, you got to cut a promo. I want you to start thinking about it, all right? So you probably got a little forethought, mm-hmm. right? Oh, and these are your talking points. You got to hit these points. I don't care how you hit them, where you hit them, whatever. You just have to hit them, all right? And and the typical, you know, they they they're still using the typical formula from NWA WCW, right? Next week on Rampage, boom, in Charlotte, North Carolina boom, 10 o'clock at night, boom, I'm facing Malachi Black, and this is what I'm going to do to
2: him. Mm-hmm.
4: And, and that, that, but that's what, that was, you know, their talk, their points. You have to hit who, what, when, where, and
2: then everything else is yours. You, it you do to It's a lost start. It's a lost art of how to prepare to really sell tickets and sell people to watch your show. I mean,
3: but that goes with any genre that goes with any level too. I mean, it's not just AEW, WWE. I mean, we've seen it in what we've experienced, you know, there's been some that get the mic work and can do it. And there's others that kind of need more coaching, right? Right. You know, and it comes with time for some and some they'll never get it. That's why you have managers, you know, like, some people it's just better, they sit there and they say nothing.
2: And it always it always strikes me as odd when we when we really look at you know the, the things we remember the best, the things that are we're the most fond of is the guys that the guys and gals that were willing to take a chance and make something happen that didn't necessarily have to be manufactured. It just came. It just happened. You know the the promo with Dusty talking about hard times. That wasn't written down beforehand. He didn't go and sit and you know smoke a cigar and start thinking about what he was going to say. He just got on the mic and he said it. And it, it's there's a level of creativity that these guys have. There's a level of critical thinking that I sure sh- I sure wish that we would see more of with. Both AEW and with WWE, but primarily with WWE, I feel like AEW has a solid grasp of what it means to let a, let a person's creativity shine. With WWE, though, it's the oh, you got to be careful. You don't want to tick off this sponsor, and our our board of directors just had a meeting, and they didn't like this word, so you've got to use hey, yeah, it's So, forced. but I don't,
4: th- I don't, I don't think they're worried about their sponsors as long as you don't cross a line. Mm-hmm. Right, and they all know the line. You can't go out there and drop an F bomb. Right, holding a Coca Cola in your hand. Right, you just can't do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: However, comma, I think Vince has that place so ratcheted down that that's the problem. Right, I mean he look he's had to claw and scratch and fight and bite and kick and scream to get to the top. All right. But now he's forgotten what it took to get to the top. He's had so long where he's been by himself. Oh, well, let me give you sports entertainment. right. Now I know pro wrestling is sports entertainment. There's not a lot of difference. However, there's a, there's different styles. Vince has forgotten pro wrestling. Vince is all about sports entertainment. And a lot of times he does it. He does it for himself because he thinks he knows his audience. And he's going to keep it ratcheted tightly down because he thinks he knows better than everybody else.
2: Well, he has he has been of that mind for longer than I can remember. And I think what what astounds me is you know and just why and all I watched was maybe fifteen twenty minutes of the clash, you know. And in that small segment of time, I realized it was. Such a different age. And we talk about it a lot. We do. We talk about how cookie cutter things are. We talk about how we wish this or that would come back. But in such a short frame of time, all of a sudden I realize, man, there's so many more staunch differences. I It astounds me even today, even after we've spent all of the time that we have talking about it, multiple episodes <laughs> talking about it, that it's just gotten to that point. It just floors me.
4: I, you know, it, I don't think it would be so bad as if he had had competition.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: But I don't think he ever really looked at impact as competition. Probably and you figure, rightfully
2: so at that time.
4: I mean, he's been on his own for how long? Probably nearing 20 years. Mm-hmm. That he has simply forgot to let these guys just go out there and have fun.
2: Yeah. I mean, after all, that's that's the basis of what the business is. It's He says it himself. And he's the guy, and people make fun of him. But he says it's about smiles on faces. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's about entertaining people. It's not meant to feel like another episode of 24. You know what I mean? Or another episode of... Whatever show you like the best outside of wrestling, it's supposed to be fun.
4: Yeah, but yeah, it's not though. If you if you listen to these people that are leaving, yeah, that tell you these horror stories.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you hear or read something like, I'll give you an example: the thing with with Brock. Jeez, the thing with Becky and Charlotte there was already people reaching out from within the company to talk to different news sites to let them know just how uncomfortable it's been since that happened mm-hmm. it wasn't even an hour old and people were like uh, we're we're wondering if she's just trying to get fired it's very awkward they had to escort her out like this information doesn't just pop up out of a tree I mean this is this was volunteered versus. In the '90s, where people were literally feeding dirt sheets, bullcrap just to keep them talking.
3: Well, I mean, that no profession and no per no group of people is immune to the whole "Ooh, I want my five minutes of fame," you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, I want to be the unnamed source. You know, like oh here, because everybody wants to say, and plus. That's the going thing now. Hey, if you're not going to use me, then I'm just going to sit here and listen. And then I'm going to go tell everybody what I heard. Mm So, I mean, when it comes to loyalty nowadays, like you see it everywhere. I mean, Charlotte and Becky could just look at each other, across someone. Oh, (laughs) it's like how many times you see on social media a pic of. Like let's say Matt Cardona and then Matt Moore, you know, and then John Morrison, right? And you're like, oh, you know, even though in real life they're best friends, yeah, you know, yeah. but still the people of us like, oh.
2: I guess we're we're in that day and age now where, from what we've seen, <laughs> as our old angry fans. <laughs> You know, we've seen so much stuff evolve and change that now it's like, what else you got? (laughs) What else you got? Because it's not enough versus looking at, like, I honestly want to see Josh Alexander against Suzuki on Impact. I want to see that matchup. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing the the matchup between Moose, Josh Alexander, and uh, Christian Cage if there was a triple threat. Like, those are the kinds of things that we have the opportunity to see outside of those corporate walls. Mm. That it, it's just, it is exciting to see everything change and, and evolve the way it has. But I never would have guessed, even four years ago, that I would evolve this way.
4: No, it would have been a pipe dream. Oh, yeah.
2: A complete pipe dream. And what reason would you have had to think anything else? Like, there was right. nothing else out there. Well, wow, there was, but nothing on this level.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, so to me, the, the big thing about the pipe dream, right? Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's, four years ago, let's take the two biggest companies, uh, probably New Japan and WWE. Right, for sake of argument. Mm -hmm. Let's just use them. I really don't see New Japan wanting to get into bed with the WWE. Right? The reason why there's there's certain factors, right? The WWE was all about global conquest, right? Remember that where they were branching out into all these places. Right. But ultimately for me, if I'm if I'm New Japan, I'm not sending a stinking wrestler over to your show because the way you badmouth everybody else. So why would I send, and back then you would have had Kenny Omega and the Bucks. You would have had Okada. You would have had all these other guys, right? Why would I send my champ Okada or Omega over over to face Roman Reigns at, at WrestleMania, right? A dream match mm-hmm. or whoever, Seth Rollins, whoever the champ would have been four years ago. Why would I do that if all you're going to do is just, oh, well, he didn't come up in the WWE, so he's garbage, Remember that about AJ Styles?
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I'm not getting a bid with you. <clears throat> you're not If you're not going to show me and my my guys respect, hmm, I'm not fooling with you.
2: Well, Gato was, was outspoken about how he didn't want anything to do with WWE. Um, they attempted many times to get a partnership together. They were trying to get... Omega and the Bucks and AJ and Gallows and Anderson all at the same time trying to negotiate these people over, but they had no kind of format that was going to fit. They even tried recently, according to Brian Danielson, to work a deal with New Japan again to keep Brian Danielson in their fold. I can't say I blame them. I mean, why would you want to send your superstars over there, your wrestlers over there? If they're going to be literally run down, like they would probably with Okada, as 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 much of a stud as he is, they would probably put him in a role where because he can't speak English very well, he'd be opening the show, and that'd be it, or maybe chasing the the twenty four seven title.
4: Well, I no, I think I think he'd get a title shot, but they would just literally. So for the American wwe bobblehead that knows no other wrestling federation mm-hmm. by the time he even come in the door he'd have been run down so bad right that you, you like these people wouldn't even be able to imagine that he could be Roman Reigns. when if you if you ever watch his stuff you know full well he's gonna probably uh make uh roman gas for air
0: mm-hmm. he's
4: gonna blow him up He's gonna gas him out And to everybody else, it's not going to be a believable match. Right. So, but they they made their bed, let them lie in it now. Yeah, let them lie in it. <laughs> closing out it.
2: Feel. Closing out Halloween Havoc NXT 2.0. T- Tommaso Ciampa retains the title Boom. over Braun Breaker. Yeah, that's a that's a big deal. That's just not a smart move. You get people talking about your product. You prime them for a young, exciting talent and somebody that clearly has it. And your opportunity, you just go, no, nah, it's not time yet. Well, do you
3: really want to give him the title on the first time? Like his first title, his first first time he's up against the world title, you know. The NXT title he gets it. Actually, yeah. yeah. That would
2: that in that case, because it's so different to your point, yeah, I would. Because what better way to make people go, Oh it happened first try. Cause I think you're right. I mean, if if it was anybody else, they would probably make him make him have to work their way back up for it. And that's probably what they're gonna do. He ultimately will win the title probably within this year, but you know, they'll make him work for it. I just feel like with with <laughs> Braun, um, I feel like this is an opportunity that they missed because they really could have put somebody new, if you're really trying to put a fresh coat of paint on everything, somebody new in the spotlight. And it's not like it's going to hurt Tommaso Ciampa to chase the title. He's done it before. Why
3: not? He doesn't give up Goldie, though. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Goldie. <laughs> Go is it's
2: free. <laughs> anyway what what surprises me half the time about this sort of stuff is that you know it is a that... monster
3: in the closet. No, well,
2: yeah, but I'm not going to the closet, so there. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, I I feel like they the put together something that makes us all go, hmm, that that could be cool. Yeah, let's let's see what they do here, and then they never do anything with it. Like, you prop us up, you give us something, and Vince gets us again. He needles us again.
3: (laughs) I mean, is it not, you know, we want to listen to you. We want you in charge. You, the fans, matter. Change change is coming, Rob. Change is coming. We're not going to listen to you. It's just like, you know... Uh, it's just like every sports team or whatever. You're like, oh, the news. Never mind.
2: <laughs> right. Right.
3: So it is what it is, man. Not all. I'm so glad I can show. watch wrestling and reminisce. I bet you watch it in mute now and you call the matches yourself, don't you?
2: I do watch it in mute, but I do not call the matches. I just, I just was...
3: want to hear you say "Topo sofascida."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I could keep pace on that level. <laughs> I would hope I could. I would hope so. I'd love to try. Um, but no, I've never I've never actually tried that. I used to do it the WWE matches. But that's cuz they're, you know, running in slow motion. So it's pretty easy to keep up. Tell a story, smoke a cigarette, drink a beer, come back, do some more commentary. It's pretty easy to do. <laughs> There's a reason oh, Pat McAfee can match, stand. Got it. Well, I was going to say you can <laughs> There's a reason Pat McAfee can stand on the desk and play air guitar because literally nothing else is happening. Fantastic. We're closer and closer to full gear. That is in two weeks. Kenny Omega, Adam Page has been confirmed. That, for right now, that is the only confirmed matchup. But there was a leaked, rumored card that I, I still think is bogus. I don't think it was the real card. But apparently Tony Khan's walking out of a a meeting and had a, a notepad that was visible to the camera. And somebody takes a, pic, take a picture and it shows, like... Adam Cole against Cody Rhodes and um, uh, Brian Danielson and uh, who else did he say? I think it's like Brian Danielson and Jungle Boy or something like that. But What's the the name of this one? Full Gear.
4: Uh, I don't know why I was thinking all that. Let's see. Uh, They have announced a few matches.
2: All right. Get us ready. Bring us there, buddy.
4: Let's see. Uh, your eliminator match, or your eliminator tournament final, which I think is going to be Moxley versus Danielson. You know, I picture you have Omega versus Page, you have Britt Baker versus Ty Conte, and then you have the Inner Circle versus Mid of the Year and three others to be determined. According to this. So there. So that's your card so far.
2: I am looking forward to seeing uh, Danielson and Eddie Kingston this week. I really am.
3: And Stan's bringing snacks. Oh, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. So I'm buying it. Are you coming or what? Oh, yeah. You have to get your figure, too. So I'm there, dude.
2: I'm there, dude.
4: Get this damn Darby Allin out of my house.
2: <laughs> Not a Darby fan anymore? You've you've given up on Darby? Uh,
4: uh, uh, I mean it is a cool figure, so but you gotta get you gotta get it, man.
2: Get it out of here. Hey, you got uh, Lance Archer, Nyla Rose, uh FTR, and another set of Young Bucks figures out in the wild now. Series 7's out there.
3: Another set of Young Bucks? They're EVPs. Extremely violent people. (laughs) Well, when you're ahead of creative, you can...
2: (laughs) You get 12 of your own action figure. Oh, you changed your shoes. Make a new figure.
3: (laughs) Fine, nobody else wanted to make our figure. We're going to make eight of them.
2: (laughs) I would like to see them come out with uh, a Super Elite set with Adam Cole. And a uh, with the uh, the the Space Jam gear that they had, I want to see that. That would be kind of cool. Outside of that, oh, I could I could do without some of those figures for a while. I'm surprised they haven't started doing like faction
3: sets. You know,
2: yeah, yeah, like an a Inner Circle and in, in the Elite. That'd be cool. Um, Butcher and the Blade. I still I, I want to see if some figures for them. I, they have so many people on their roster. I don't understand why they haven't. And maybe they just didn't know how well I was going to take off, so I guess I just answered my own question. But
4: I'd like I, to see you make more. I would like to see some tag teams.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I think you're right, though. Even factions, other. I'm not. I'm not up for buying like an inner circle set. You know, because there's like five of them, which would probably put it in the hundred plus dollar range.
2: Mm-hmm. But like,
4: yeah. yeah, the butcher, the blade, and the bunny.
2: Yeah, you yeah, a three pack, dark
4: order. Yeah. Oh no, that would probably be like three hundred because there's what? Eight
3: <laughs> yeah. of them. Well, there's ten of them. <laughs> duh. <laughs> or they part of the Hardy Family Foundation or something like that. Oh, the
2: HFO, yeah, <laughs> private party and Matt Hardy, that'd be cool.
4: Yeah. Um, uh, Britt Baker and her little gaggle of friends.
2: <laughs>
4: Rebel, uh, Reba, Rebel, not Reba.
2: Or he said gaggle. It is. <laughs> you can't say gaggle. Nobody uses that word. <laughs>
3: He did. That's Brian's work. I did. Have you? So seen that would be, be cool, though.
2: Have you that taken cool. a good look at the Britt Baker figure? I don't like it.
4: I, I like not, the, not their best mold. No, I like the bloody head sculpt that you can buy online. Yeah, uh, I like that that sculpt a whole lot better.
2: Yeah, I, I, with all the technology with three D printing and all of that and three D scans, I'm not sure how they managed to not see that that wasn't a good mold. It's just, it's oh, you, not a solid sculpt. It doesn't really, I mean, it looks like her, but it's not as good as it could be. No, I think that's
4: probably the worst out of any pro wrestling figure this year.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Right. I like the, the, the upcoming WWE figures are spot on.
2: Some oh yeah. Of these AEW
4: yeah. figures are spot on, but that Britt Baker is absolutely horrendous.
2: <laughs> like Lance Archer looks great. Lance Archer's figure looks great. FTR's figures look good, but I mean it's it's kind of easy to do their mold. They're not not for nothing. Appearance wise, they're kind of generic. Nyla Rose looks cool. Um, and really, they got a good shot of her. A good a good sculpt as far as the faces facial expression. Um, Ringside Collectibles does have Britt Baker, by the way, in the the Lights Out match exclusive, and it's is it just the head?
4: Mm-hmm. I think it's just the head. I could be wrong. Don't quote me, but I think it's just the head.
2: Yeah, the the facial sculpt there, even though... I don't know how I feel about the blood all over it, but the sculpt of the face oh my though, god, really? is like identical. You're going to be one of them, too? It's so oh my violent, god! There's Brian. just too much
4: violence in prolacity.
2: It's so acid. violent. <laughs> my children! Bro, somebody bring in the children!
3: I mean, he does use it. He does have it on his nightstand, so.
2: <laughs> I don't have bread bakery. But there you me. go, Stan.
4: There, there, you, there's a Christmas. You can buy me the, just the head sculpt.
3: <laughs> 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 Brian, here's a bloody head for Christmas. <laughs> so Brian's the guy that's going around taking the heads off the figures. Ew. No, no. I, you know, I, honestly, so... I was
4: in Target the other day, and they had a a number of Miro's and a number of Brit Bakers. And again, I love the head sculpt with the blood. I think it looks so much better. Mm -hmm. But I just can't pull a trigger on the Brit Baker because that sculpt looks so bad. And then if I can't get the the head, you know, the the bloody head sculpt, then I'm stuck with the worst AEW figure date. I can't
2: get rid of it. I mean Rusev uh, Rusev damn it. Uh Miro looks good. I mean they did a great job with his figure. And fast if you really think about it how quickly they got his figure out versus Ooh. his uh, debut. Um Dustin's figure looks great. I that's another figure I have to get. I'll probably get the red one and the and the blue one. Um but the series 2 of Unmatched has Sting, Ty Conti, and Wardlow which I mean And MJF. Those are the must-haves. I don't really need another set of uh, inner circle, proud and powerful, Santana and Ortiz. But you will have one. No, no, no. Because you're you're just sticking to, like, first
4: runs, ain't you?
2: Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so I want, like, with MJF, I want either him with the robe or him with the scarf. I don't want the one with just the mic. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, FTR, I'll get them because it's their first release. Um, all of the like, Brandy. You were with me when I got Brandy. Um, you know, wanting wanting to have a complete set, but not like completionist wise because I'm not trying to get five Kenny Omegas and four Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. No, just, this is kind of smart. It just seems silly to me. I mean, like, I, I I got the th- the Thronebreaker Cody because I wanted the shirt, the soft shirt that they put on these guys but I mean, outside of that i'm not buying another cody like I'm, I'm not gonna do that
4: speaking of that i saw a kevin nash uh the other day at target mm-hmm. and i almost bought it for the shirt that they, it, it had included remember the old outsider shirt the very first outsider shirt yeah. was hauling nash i think yeah, that's one so, of the first
2: wrestling shirts i ever bought
4: yeah so kevin nash comes with the outsider
2: shirt Ooh. And, I, and I almost bought it just for that stupid little t-shirt damn they get us with the soft goods man that's that's what yeah. they get us with
4: cause there's a few of them that I, I, I should have gotten that I passed on but I, I really almost was like oh I gotta have that just cause that shirt
2: yeah yeah. have you seen this, uh, this wrestling video game that's coming out for I think it's gonna be out on PC it's like a simulator game and literally everybody is, is joining into this game. It's indie indie wrestling over the top kind of thing. It's made by Valtrix and Ethan Cross is part of it. Uh Mad Max is in there. Um I sent it over to uh to uh, DeVore for UCW to see if they could put the promotion in there, but it looks pretty pretty huge.
4: No, it's a hundred wrestlers, I think I saw or something like that. Mm-hmm. They've announced them, um, so it looks interesting. You Should uh, reach out to them. Why not reach out to them?
3: Mm. Who will be the first to put us in their video game? Ready, go. We are. I mean, I, I mean, I think that's taken care of, right?
2: <laughs> well, we've got. We're officially in a card game.
0: So we're yeah.
2: in the uh, super super jaw. Cards, and uh, we are working on getting into um, Retro Mania still, and we are also working on getting into Wrestle Deck, the mobile card game. But it is Indie Pro 22. Just took me a second to pull it up. Indie Pro 22, which is uh, man. They have releases. Their advertisement is they are they're announcing another signee or wrestler every fifteen minutes. That's insane. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Well, they put out like uh, I want to say like a hundred or something mm-hmm. not too long ago. I think it was. Yeah. So, but good for
2: them. Yeah. I will be reaching out to them to see if we can uh, get them on the show, talk to them about the uh, the the simulation aspect of it. We've talked to card games. We've talked to you know Tom Philsinger about Clash or uh, Champions of the Galaxy, which was so much fun. Why not? You know what the hell? Let's just get as many games on here as possible. Flood the market. Flood the market. Yeah. All right, we've come to another finish line. Brian, who you th- who you got? Danielson and Kingston.
4: Oh, I, I mean, I already told you who I think is going to be in the final. So, and that's uh, Danielson versus
2: Mox. Okay. So that's going to be. Uh, let's see. We got Mox and Vance. I'm sorry, Mox and Ten. Sorry, Mox and Ten on Wednesday, and then we've got uh, the winner of that taking on Orange Cassidy two days later. Oof. Oof. Man, uh, Dustin Rhodes, and b- by the way, Dustin Rhodes and uh, Brian Danielson, hell of a match in the first round. That was, that's a stand-up performance. Glad to see that Lance Archer's okay. Rob, what are you looking forward to from wrestling this weekend into next week?
3: Um, just like you said, I'm excited to see Danielson's match and see exactly how you know, it's kind of like right now. Sometimes watching WWE programming is turned from like, "What are they going to have?" to like, "How bad can it be?"
2: <laughs> we need to yeah. have a, an "Oh my God!" in a bad way kind of moment every week for I, WWE. I
3: think if we if we were to come up with a WWE bad creative drinking game, we could get some people drunk on Friday and Monday nights
2: get people killed with alcohol poisoning if we're not careful (laughs) (laughs) like
3: if there's a rematch chug a beer oh my god if there's a rematch you should have to drink like a case if you come back from commercial like if if you if they introduce the wrestler but then they go to commercial (laughs) drink oh
2: monday was it was monday night replay Every five seconds, there's another damn replay. And at the end of the night, when Seth Rollins won the ladder match, they must have showed his damn pulling pulling the contract down fifty times. <laughs> Apparently, we're all idiots. We can't remember past five seconds, but
3: whatever.
4: Well, I'm pretty sure that's what you're thought of, anyway. Yep, there you go. Hey, pal. Hey, six, pal.
3: six seconds, Stan. <laughs> Hi, I'm Stan. <laughs> <laughs> six hey. seconds to be. Being... Hi, I'm Stan.
2: Hi, I'm Sam. <laughs> hey be sure to check out Rob on Twitter at, at uh, Rob Hefner C2C. Brian's at Vlad Drug Hool C2C. Check out C2C K Fabe our buddy Sa- Sonny Chase. He's always got another edition of top shelf for NXT. I can't wait to see what his the thoughts name. were for Halloween and, like, hey. <laughs> and of course I'm at Stan Grub. The show's at C2C radio show. We will see you next week. Have a great night, everybody. And uh, as Tony Khan, as good old TK says, watch your wrestling.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen